Hey, what's up, everyone? Sam Shaw here, founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I'm here today with another client interview for you guys. Excited to have Jack on with us today. Um, Jack just finished going through his uh, summer internship recruiting process. He's currently a rising junior uh, who's doing his sophomore summer internship, but he finishes recruiting for the following summer, which is the junior summer, and uh, had a very successful outcome. And so I wanted to get him on here to talk to you guys a little bit about, uh, you know, just what the process was like for him and how he was able to do what he did. So Jack, I want to, uh, first of all, start off by thanking you to, for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah. Th- yeah. Sam, thanks for having me here today. Yeah, um, absolutely. um, if you don't mind just, uh, telling us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can kind of get a sense of what type of candidate you were, um, when you first started this process, that'd be great. For sure. So, when I joined Wall Street Mastermind, that was like around the end of last summer. So before my sophomore year began, I, this is when I first learned about banking. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to pursue it like for my full-time opportunity yet, or if I just want to explore more about it. But then I, I but at the same time, I knew that I'm interested in it, but I, I just knew absolutely nothing compared to a lot of people in my school who were in these investment clubs or like, you know, in these investment banking clubs who prepared them for like a year before I joined. Mm. So realizing that and like kind of realizing that I know basically nothing and, but it's something, it's an opportunity I'm definitely excited about. I decided to book a call with Sam um, after learning about it just online. And, you know, that's like pretty much where I was before the, before the, before, before joining the Wall Street Mastermind program. And I knew that as a candidate looking at the resume, I had a pretty good resume, I had a good GPA you know, had some kind of relevant experiences. But something I was, something I didn't have was just basically any idea about what banking really was like and what the recruiting process really took. So that's the mindset I came into when joining the call with them and had a talk for over an hour, found it cool and sat in for the program. Let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions to what you just said. So to level set, it sounds like, um, you go to Michigan, which is a good school, right? You had a, you said a good GPA, right? Uh, I don't know what good GPA means. I, I assume that's like at least a three, seven or above, right? Oh, you had a, you, you, you okay. You had a four Oh, okay. So a really good GPA. Um, you had some relevant experiences. You don't have to tell us exactly where you work, but when you say relevant experience, like what type of experience are you talking about? Yeah, for sure. So I did do a finance internship in a startup um, in my freshman summer just because like I wanted to. And then even though I haven't started the internships yet, I did get an offer to join an investment bank nearby, near the nearby, near my school to join as an academic year investment banking analyst. So I knew that like at that point I didn't really have ex- experience yet, but I knew I would have some kind of experience pretty soon going into the program. Got it. So that was that was an internship you had lined up for sophomore year because you were about to start sophomore year. Yeah, that was that. So I did it during the sophomore year of school. Got it. Got it. Okay. So that's cool. So you're obviously it sounds like you're very qualified on paper, right? Um, you said, <coughs> excuse me, a little bit sick. Um, you said that something you didn't have was any idea about what banking was like. So, like. What made you interested in banking? And also clearly you had already gone out and applied for this 
sophomore year banking internship at a bank, right? So clearly you have some sort of interest, enough interest to do that. Um, and so like, cause I guess what may, makes me curious is like, I would say most of the students that end up joining Wall Street Mastermind coming into a program like Wall Street Mastermind, they already knew for certain that investment banking is like their dream job, right? Like this is for sure what they want to do. So that makes you very unique in terms of where you were at the time. Like what, what was your mindset coming in? It's like, why join a program like Wall Street Mastermind? Why not just, I don't know, figure it out on your own, especially given how qualified you are. Um, what, what was going through your mind? Yeah. So, um, I was probably in definitely in one more unique situation, even in my school. And that, in the, I was part of the people where you, you know, a lot of people where, who just follow like initially just follow the herd mentality and see like their friends are doing investment banking, they want to go through it. Mm-hmm. So that's like how I first learned about it. Yeah. And um, even when I first um, joined the program, I was still debating debating between investment banking. And maybe things like consulting and maybe like other options, but like that's when I like really realized that I find banking most interesting. And you know, at the same time, from talking with different people, that um, if even if I'm conflicted between banking and consulting and like other things, it's always the best to recruit for banking first because like you can always recruit for consulting or like something else in your senior year after doing junior year banking banking internship somewhere. But the other way is not true, and you know you cannot really do consulting junior year and then like recruit for banking full-time unless you get super lucky somehow. Yeah. Um, so that's like what really motivated, motivated me to join, motivated me to first like pursue investment banking yeah. for at least my junior summer. Yeah. And I was like pretty motivated to do that. And then I can, I want to like explore as much as possible. And I feel like if I miss this opportunity, I would definitely not have an opportunity to join investment banking again um, versus maybe not for other fields. Okay. So I guess like what went on my mindset before when I was trying to join the program and that like it was when one, I thought that, you know, if I really, really try hard, I can probably break into investment banking on my own too, but like wouldn't be able to break into a pl- type of place that I want to really, you know, spend my full-time career. And even if I like, like what investment banking is yeah. and to be completely honest, I joined I join Wall Street Mastermind so I can be at a place where I can be pretty happy and proud of my um, investment making recruiting. And and Sam was very honest about that. And then, you know, in our call, he told me that like, even if I try alone, I might be able to like probably break into somewhere, but what the difference, the, the program can, the difference the program can make is what kind of place I can break into. So, um, initially, actually, I only joined for the part of the program mm-hmm. and I to see like all like one to see what the program is really like and to like see if Sam can provide me all the things that he says on the website and like you could get <laughs> money if he has. Right. And also like just because like financial reasons, too. Right. Um, but, you know, overall, in, when I joined the first part of the program, I joined the behavioral program and was really satisfied with what I got. And later on, um, I actually joined the second part of the program, which is the technicals. I actually never ended up joining the networking program, yeah. which I wonder what, um, you know, maybe if I did join, I, it, it could have made it even better. But like, 
um, joining like joining the second part of the program, which is technical program, was definitely because I was really happy with the first part of the program and what I got out of it, and that I was confident that you know with the help more help I can get, I can probably achieve better outcome with the yeah. type of I'll be getting. Yeah, got it. So <clears throat> it sounds like your mentality was, yeah, I'm pretty qualified on paper and sure, I might be able to do this. In fact, I probably will be able to get into bank on my own, but you're not just trying to get in. You want to maximize the probability of you getting into the best bank possible since this might be the place that you make a career out of. And the difference between a top tier bank versus a mid tier bank versus a bottom tier bank is, is actually still a pretty big difference, basically. Definitely. About it. Okay, that makes sense. And the thing between banking and consulting, just for those people who don't understand what you're saying, is just that the banking recruiting timeline happens a lot earlier. And so if you want the optionality, you should always recruit for banking first. And even if you change your mind, you still have time to go to consulting. But if you recruit for consulting first, you won't have time to come back to banking, right? Yep. That's something I didn't realize initially, but like, you know, after talking with just a lot of different people, something I realized that it just makes sense to recruit for banking if you're like stuck <clears throat> between the two options. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. So then you came in this program, like you said, you did, there's two parts of the program that you participate in. You, we helped you with your behavioral interviews first. And then later on, we helped you with your technical interviews, right? So can you talk a little bit about, I mean, you mentioned like, okay, you were really satisfied with the behavioral interview portion. Like what, what made you so happy about kind of the help that you were being provided? Like what was so good about it? Like what what's different between what we did versus what you could have just done on your own? Because again, that's always the number one question people have is like, why don't I just do this on my own, right? For sure. Um, so if you guys, if you, if you watch like any of, um, Sam's videos on like behavioral section, like, and, you know, most mastermind website or like YouTube page, you'll notice that he says, you never know, um, how good your behavioral answers are. And the technical answer, you, it's either like, you know, it, you don't know it. If you don't know what like DCF is, like, you just don't know it. You cannot really fake it. But right. for a behavioral answer, even if you everyone thinks that they can introduce themselves everyone thinks that they are good at something that you know if they ask you like what are you good at or like strengths but like some I, something i didn't realize is that um i cannot really fairly judge how good i am in behavioral answers mm -hmm. and that i'm and including like most people most people would probably think like what they what their experiences are very unique and they're very tailored to, towards what bank, bankers want to hear when they ask about like, tell me about your strengths or something like that. Right. But, um, being able to like hear, get feedbacks like line by line from an experienced banker and, you know, um, who not only went to recruiting, but also like was on the other side recruiting and kind of like have him rewrite my answers. Um, not only once, but just like multiple times until like, I was satisfied with my answers. was really helpful in getting a fresh set of, eyes to first set of like expert eyes to look at my answers mm. and then revise them and also like be able to like practice it and then before sending them again if i come across some more questions i want to want to get answers on or like if i want to like change what i want to talk about for each answer so that is really helpful yeah. and for like what difference it can make versus like maybe like an upperclassman or someone like that is that usually like when you mock interview with upperclassmen um yeah that will be helpful um most likely and they if they went to recruiting successfully, then they probably know kind of what they're talking about. 
but then a lot of times they would just like say yeah your answer answer was good or like if it wasn't like be like you should talk more about something i don't know but like they wouldn't i didn't have anyone even the upper class in my practice would you know give me line by line edits and like just practice with like even one question like until i was satisfied with my answer so that made a big difference and um the edits that sam and like other coaches make are not just like high level idea of like you know just being saying like don't talk about this or something like that but they literally give you um as if like they're rewrite not rewriting but like they're giving like line by line edits on every point like even like this small word choices you can have to say the things the bankers want to hear so these like details were really helpful and the depth of the questions that um you get in the program that basically like answers like 85 percent of the behavioral questions that they probably ask you so yeah helpful i guess in in other words it really comes down you, you use this term multiple times but the line by line edits I guess the difference, like you said, between this and maybe anyone else who you get behavioral help from is just the level of detail that is put into the feedback that's given to you, right? Because most of the time when you ask people for help, whether it's an upperclassman or a family friend or, I don't know, even a banker, I'm sure they're happy to help you, but usually they'll spend, what, 30 minutes with you, you know, 60 minutes if you're lucky, right? And nobody's really sitting down and taking a fine comb through all of your answers. They're just giving you kind of high level feedback from like the 30,000 foot level. But sometimes what it really takes is that kind of like getting into the weeds and making sure that every word and every sentence you, you choose to, to say in your answer is, um, is like perfect, right? And is like fully optimized. And that makes a difference in just how your answer comes across to the banker and makes you stand out, right? Yes, uh, I think I think I can like summarize into like three things. One, um, the honesty of like how detailed, uh, how like the honesty of the feedbacks to the expertise, like obviously they know what they're talking about. And three, the details like Sam just mentioned. You said, what was the first one? like the honesty or like oh, the honesty and then the second one is the expertise got it and then the third one's level of detail yeah no that's a great way to put it um i think uh and to your point it's like with the behaviorals until someone gives you that type of feedback it's so easy to just fall into the trap of thinking hey my answer is already pretty good because you're the one that came up with the answer in the first place right so of course it, it has to sound good to you or else it wouldn't be your answer but then like how many times did this happen where after you get the feedback on your answers and you see the changes, you're like, oh, wow, this is so much better than what I had originally. But I would have never thought of this on my own. But now that I see it, it seems so obvious, right? Like that's what we find typically happens with the behavioral interviews, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, got it. So we helped you with that. And then you later on decided to hop in and also get coaching on the technical interview side as well. Um, what, uh, what, what was the technical coaching like? Like this, I'm guessing, did you ever use any of the other resources to learn your technicals before kind of getting coached by us? Or was this like the first thing you did to learn technicals and that was the only thing you used? 
So I, I think I can summarize the whole thing with this and that I never, so I started learning tech, I started learning technicals um, in April. And I didn't use any of the breaking into Wall Street resources. April and, as in two months ago from where we are today? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't use any other resource, like the 400 questions or anything like that. And I was able to get an Elite Boutique offer. Wow. Okay. And Elite Boutique interviews are known to be more technical typically is that what did you find that to be true because you you went through multiple interviews right yes i yeah i went through a couple of different interviews and yeah i, I think i think the elite boutique ones were definitely harder technically mm. but across like across all my interviews yeah. technical questions were um after i after i really did the did the trainings they never became a problem mm. what so what do you think, what was it that allowed you to not only learn everything you need to learn? Because when did you sign your offer? It was like a while ago, right? It was like earlier this month, was it? Yeah. It's like early June. So you, from the time you started learning your technicals until you got your elite boutique offer, it's like a month and a half, maybe? Probably, yeah. yeah. Okay, so within a month and a half, without using any of the interview guys that everybody else is using like what exactly made it so quick and easy for you i guess uh, to to it sounded like it sounds like you not only learned this stuff but you really internalized it well enough to get to the level where you're able to like basically answer whatever curveball questions they threw at you because I, I think the biggest difference between the elite boutique technical interviews versus maybe some of the easier ones from other firms is that as I understand it. And for what are a lot of our students tell us is they ask you a lot of these um, more open-ended conceptual technical questions that it's not just about like memorizing a formula. It's about really thinking on the spot and being able to apply these concepts to like real world situations. Right. So how were you able to get to that level so quickly? Because I don't know. I don't know if you talk to like your classmates at school and the people who kind of do it the more traditional way. Like a lot of times people spend hundreds of hours learning their technicals, right? Like not, not an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it came down to three things about technical module and they're like, first, um, Sam's a great teacher and he explains things very well. And I think I did have some background knowledge about finance, but I think even if you have no idea, um, even if you know barely anything about banking or the finance, any finance terms, it would it probably wouldn't take you more than 40 hours to get through the entire training and have pretty good idea what what every technical topic is. Yeah. And second one is the conciseness. So I did take notes. Um, watching the videos, not like everything, but no, the, all the important topics and like things that Sam highlighted. And my entire notes of investment making technicals came out to be around eight pages. Um, versus, I didn't really read the Breaking into Wall Street guys, but I'm guessing they're pretty long, definitely longer than eight pages. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just studied those eight pages really well. 
Um, and I was able to answer basically all the questions they asked me about the technical part. So it, it's very concise, but at the same time, it covers everything that I had to know. Yeah. And lastly, I think it really, what really helped me is, so at the end of each section in the technical module, there, there is like mock interviews of Sam answering these um, questions that he comes up with, or like the questions that he, his previous clients got in the interviews. Yeah. And just like really listening to how he answers the questions. And a lot of times these questions also come up in the real interviews and just kind of not like really copying what he's saying, but like kind of like being able to think like how he does when he answers the questions mm. was really helpful. And like I did hear some feedback saying that, you know, your my answers are very thorough and I cover things very well. And like it sounds pretty obvious that, you know, I understand things conceptually, even though all I said is this eight pages notebook. So yeah, it, I, I, didn't, I didn't like, unlike some of the clients, I don't think, I, I never like try to learn techniques myself so I cannot like make, make direct comparisons, yeah. but it, I think um, it was definitely a very efficient and effective way of learning techniques. Well, now everyone who's listening to this is gonna say, man, like, can we please see your eight pages of notes? Because there's gotta be like the, the super, technical interview cheat sheet or whatever is like all you need is these eight pages and that's all you that's all you're gonna need um but uh no that's awesome man that's awesome jack um so like ultimately i guess you already kind of told people so you got an offer within the lead boutique right um did you also have other offers that you were deciding between or was it just that one offer yeah so um, I did have an offer before that I actually turned down from a smaller mid-market bank. Right. And that was when I, I think that was when I just joined the technical program. Yeah. So I think that's like when I really realized that, you know, if I really go through this program and like learn things very well and kind of apply things I learned from like both technical and behavior module, I can definitely get something better than what I already got. Um, and that, you know, my... I guess my rate of passing the interviews after before I I enrolled in the technical, technical module and after I enrolled in the technical module was very different. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I guess like because I have a pretty good resume and I did network, I was able to get some interviews be- even before doing the technical part. But a lot of times the technical questions because I also didn't really study a lot were the things that got prevented me from getting advancing to the super day and like getting the offer. And afterward, I think I advanced to Super Day for every interview I got at least, at least Super Day. So that was like definitely a big change and big improvement. And that kind of gave me conviction that, you know, if I just keep interviewing, I'll be able to get something better than what I got before. So just to make sure I understand this correctly, you had a middle market offer uh, and that was probably what, back in like March or something, maybe? That was back in April, I think. Okay. So it's back in April before you signed on for the technical. So that was like, that was when I, I think that was like when I barely signed up for the technical. So I was starting to learn through things. Yeah. But you turned that offer down, which is ballsy because a lot of these offers are exploding offers and you don't really have time to hold out for other offers. Right. And, but you turned that offer down without having any other offers because you just felt like you could do better and, I mean, going back to what you said in the beginning too, is like the whole point of you joining a program like this is 
to, to get the best offer you can. And you didn't want to tell you didn't want to settle for a middle market offer. Right. At the same time, what um, helped me decide was that I really got interview invites for other banks. Yeah. So it made my decision, decision a little easier, but yeah, I did have the program to give me the conviction that I can probably get something better than this. Yeah. You have to have enough confidence to turn down an offer without anything else. Cause there's no guarantee that another offer is going to come. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing you said is the number of super days you got invited back to after the first round before you learned the technicals was a lot lower than after you learned technicals. After you learned it, you got every single super day. That's what you're saying. Yes. After I actually finished the module, I, I got invited to the super day afterwards. Got it. But the other super days that happened before, like as you were still going through it and you didn't finish all the modules yet, you would get tripped up during the interview, some of the stuff that you haven't learned yet, basically. Yes. Um, yep. It, it. it happened a couple of times. Got it. So basically, if you had started the technical stuff earlier, like before you got those interviews, then you would have been probably been totally fine because then you, you wouldn't have, uh, you wouldn't have uh, I guess, almost like, I don't want to say wasted those opportunities, right? But like that, that must have been really annoying for you. It's like, probably do well on most of the interview and then just get tripped up on like one or two questions. And then that ends up being the thing that kind of gets you dinged. Was that yeah. what's happening? That's what exactly happened to me and did. Um, from enrolling in the behavioral program, I already had some pretty good behavioral answers. And yeah. then it was pretty obvious that they like when I, you know, told them about myself. Um, but a lot of times, especially when, when I interview, I, I had an interview, a super day with the elite boutique bank before doing the technical module yeah. and they threw me probably the hardest questions I did. One didn't know how, the answers to, but two, I didn't even know how to approach them. Um, <laughs> and I think- Do you brought, remember what the question was? So they just made me do some stuff about OBO. Okay. And back in the day, I didn't even really know what OBO was. So I don't even remember the questions, but I just remember. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but I think it, if I had gone through technical module and studied those eight pages really well, I have, you know, pretty decent confidence that I might've passed it and gotten an offer. Yeah. Like obviously to, if it was today, no, like knowing what you know now, if you started getting questions about LBOs, you'd probably be able to answer it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Got it. This is why I always tell people, man, it's not that you can't learn this stuff, but also like it's, how much time you have to learn this stuff because ideally you want to have all this stuff nailed down before you get these interviews right because then otherwise like sometimes you learn it afterwards and it's like well it's too late right fortunately obviously it still worked out for you you got an offer from a different elite boutique so it's all good Um, and obviously we're very happy with the outcome i guess one last question for you um if you were like for all of our, like uh, all the other students that are listening to this interview right now, you know, maybe they are like a year below you. Maybe they're kind of just starting out. They're like where you were, you know, this time last year when you were just trying to think about investment banking recruiting, right? Knowing what you know now, what, like, if I ask like, what's one piece of advice, like your best piece of advice that you wish someone would have given you back then, or like, the, the Jack today wants to tell the Jack from a year ago, like, hey, do this. 
or like this is going to make your life a lot easier like do you have anything like that that you want to share with people Yeah, so I made a mistake of realizing that I probably wanted to go through investment banking coding pretty early on compared to, I mean, I guess kind of like compared to people who came into college knowing that they this, this is their dream. But like at the end of um, the summer after freshman year, but until like I started getting the interviews and I started getting asked these technical questions, I didn't really study anything for technical questions. So if I can tell myself a year ago, I'll probably tell myself that, that, that if I know I want to do banking, I should probably start preparing for it, not just like think about it. At the same time, like make the moves that I need to make to get myself prepared, whether it be like, you know, um, enrolling in like a coaching program like yours or like just trying to like really grind out yourself and like seeing how that, that one goes. And you can decide from there, like how, satisfied you with the progress you have made by the point that you want to um, start thinking more about other things. But I think something I'll definitely tell, tell myself is that, you know, it starts really early and you don't want to be unprepared by the time recruiting comes. Yeah. Which is like second semester sophomore year. Right. So basically if I were to really sum that up, just like start early, like you can never start too early, basically. Yes. Um, because the biggest thing that's working against you is just time, right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, man. It's really good advice. Um, cool. So guys, like for those of you that are still listening to this, um, it's a lot of good stuff that Jack shared, shared with us here. But, you know, if you're in kind of a similar situation, you know, maybe you go to a pretty good school, you got a pretty solid resume, you got good GPA, you're like just pretty qualified on paper, um, but you're just starting out on your investment banking recruiting process and you know that, hey, I'm not just here to get into investment banking, but I want to get into the best firms possible. Um, and also, by the way, you know, and going back to the point about starting early, um, I mean, a lot of the best firms typically finish recruiting earlier, right? Like we're talking about the elite boutiques and the bulk back of banks they tend to finish their processes before the middle market banks and the middle market banks tend to finish their processes before the, the regional boutique banks, right? Not like hundred percent of the time, but like roughly speaking, right? The general rule of thumb. And so going back to Jack's point about efficiency, whether it's how efficient you are with your behaviors or how efficient you are with your technicals, the quicker you can learn everything you need, probably most likely the better the offer is going to be right. Or else like, worked out for Jack, but like he said, as he was still going through and learning the technicals, um, he missed out on some opportunities because he wasn't fully ready, right? And so if you guys want help, just kind of like accelerating the entire recruiting preparation process for you, like you don't have to do this alone, right? There is help that you can get out there and not just any help, like there's really, really good help that you can get, very detailed help um feel free to reach out to us like that's what we're here for um and if you want to learn more about how everything works and whether it's even a good fit for you you can start by booking a free strategy session with our team and you can do that by going to www.wallstreetmastermind.com apply uh the streets abbreviated to st so it's wall st mastermind.com apply and uh, we'll hop on the phone with you you know have a quick conversation about where you're at in the recruiting process what challenges you're having, what you feel like you need help with. 
And if we think we can help you, we're happy to show you what that might look like. But if we can't, uh, then maybe we'll just give you some advice instead on what we think you should do. And either way, you know, you can walk away from the call with something that you can go out and implement and just improve your chances. So um, that's our, you know, invitation to you. But with that said, Jack, I want to thank you again for taking the time to uh, kind of come on here and share your experience with everyone. And obviously, huge congrats to you again on uh, getting this elite boutique offer at the end of the day, because obviously you deserve it. You're very qualified and you worked hard for it. And uh, can't wait to see, you know, what you're able to do this upcoming summer at your internship. And then also hopefully after that um, with your full-time offer. Yeah. Thanks again, Sam. And for everything in the program. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a pleasure. All right, guys. So that'll be it for this interview. Um, hopefully it was helpful for you guys. And uh, we'll be back with more of these for you guys in the near future. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.